Hello there, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine, and I'm your host uh, again, so welcome. Uh, I gave the overview yesterday's uh, podcast, so I'm still dressed in the same outfit, so I'm actually doing the same. Anyway, I'm continuing on from what I said at the end of the last podcast. So, uh, so today is going to be uh, episodes... 41.4, is that right? Yeah, 41.4 and 41.5. So that'll bring us to Thursday. So, I know this is kind of confusing for me too. So, uh, so we are in Philemon and uh, I'm going to try and get as maybe two or three uh, done today, if I can, uh, podcast. So thank you for bearing with me uh, with this. Uh, I, like I said, I didn't want to miss uh, any of the podcasts, uh, and we wanted to keep you know the flow going. So it's just a little bit different. And uh, so uh, today, Philemon, actually I found this kind of interesting. Do you remember... Uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, Onesimus. Onesimus was brought up a couple of chapters ago, I think. Uh, and he was, you know, just saying such wonderful things about him and, you know, asking God to give him some extra blessings and heaven. And I just thought that was kind of neat. That I think that was who it was. I didn't go back and look, but I'm pretty sure that was the name. Um, so Philemon uh, apparently was Onesimus's uh, owner, I guess, master or whatever, and uh, Onesimus left him. So it says here, Philemon is the shortest and one of the most personal of Paul's letters. Paul has befriended Onesimus, a runaway slave and new convert to Christianity. Now, Onesimus must deal with his obligations to his former master, Philemon, who is also a Christian. So Paul sends Onesimus back with a brief note in which Paul appeals for leniency based on love. Philemon's love for Paul and God's love for Philemon. Knowing the reality of Philemon's faith, Paul is confident that brotherly love will carry uh, the day. <clears throat> so that's going to be episode 41.4. And then we're going to move into Hebrews. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, I'm going to open us up in prayer. Uh, I said the... Uh, the sinner's prayer at the beginning of the last episode. So if at this moment you feel led to do it, go back to that, uh, to go back to that beginning of the last episode, and you can say the uh, sinner's prayer. I encourage you to to, be, to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Different life, completely. So uh, new and wonderful life. And so okay, let's go ahead and open up in prayer. Holy and Heavenly Father, we are so grateful and so thankful to you, and we can't say it enough. I mean, I don't think so. We can't be, we can't be thankful enough uh, for all that you do and provide for us, uh, from the littlest things to the biggest things. Uh, I see it every day. I've seen it on this trip. I'm so thankful that you have guided and directed uh, everything that has happened in the last couple of days. So, Lord, and, and my whole life. So, Lord, uh, we are thankful 
We especially thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross, uh, his blood that shed for us to give us eternal life. We're so thankful that he loved you and we're so obedient to you that he, and loved us so much that he gave his life for us. I thank you for all those that are out there listening. I thank you for their patience uh, during my little time down here in, uh, on vacation. And I pray that they continue to uh, read through the, each chapter one day at a time, or, you know, not one day at a time. Maybe they want to do two, two chapters. But, Lord, I just thank you for putting this on uh, Jeremiah and my uh, heart uh, to do this ministry, Lord. And I pray blessings over this ministry. I pr pray you will continue to grow it and uh, shape it in the way that you want it to be. Lead us and guide us and direct us. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right. So, episode 41.4. Greetings. Uh, greetings from Paul. Sorry. My battery's running low here, so I'm going to plug it in. And give me a minute. Okay, back again. Sorry. Greetings from Paul, episode 41.4. This letter is from Paul, a prisoner, for preaching the good news about Christ Jesus and from our, Tim from our brother Timothy. I am writing to Philemon, our beloved co-worker, and to our sister Aphia, and to our fellow soldier Archippus, and to the church that meets in your house. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. I always thank God when I pray for you, Philemon, because I keep hearing about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your, and your love for all of God's people. And I am praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. Your love has given me such joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. Paul's appeal for Onesimus. That is why I am boldly asking a favor of you. I could demand it in the name of Christ because it is the right thing for you to do. But because of our love, I prefer simply to ask you. Consider this as a request from me, Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner for the sake of Christ Jesus. <clears throat> I appeal to you to show kindness to my child Onesimus. I became his father in the faith while here in prison. Onesimus hasn't been of much use to you in the past, but now he is very useful to both of us. I am sending him back to you and with him comes my own heart. I wanted to keep him here with me while I am in these chains for preaching the good news, and he would have helped me on your behalf. But I didn't want to do anything without your consent. I wanted you to help because you were willing, not because you were forced. It seems you lost Onesimus for a little while so that you could have him back forever. He is no longer like a slave to you. He is more than a slave, for he is a beloved brother especially to me. Now he will mean much more to you, both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. <clears throat> so if you consider me your partner, 
Welcome him as you would welcome me. If he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it. And I won't mention that you owe me your very soul. Yes, my brother, please do me this favor for the Lord's sake. Give me this encouragement in Christ. I am confident as I write this letter that you will do what I ask and even more. One more thing. Please prepare a guest room for me, for I am hoping that God will answer your prayers and let me return to you soon. Paul's final greetings. Apophras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends you his greetings. So do Mark, Arist Aristarchus, Damas, and Luke, my co-workers. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. All right, so... Um, Let's start with, uh, he starts off with, this is a letter from Paul. Uh, he's a prisoner. He's still in prison, preaching the good news about Christ Jesus and Timothy, who's with him. I am writing to Philemon, our beloved co-worker, and to, I guess, I'm thinking that might be his wife, Apthea, Apthea and to a fellow soldier, Archippus, who I don't know who that is. And they meet at the church in their house. And then uh, I think this is kind of neat. I think I mentioned this before that uh, listening to Pastor uh, Jeremiah, um, he, Paul is always thankful. He's always thankful and he's always praying for everybody. And he, he always sounds so joyful. I meant to mention that last time. He's always got, you know, joy. Oh, here it is, joy and comfort. There it is. So I always thank my God when I pray for you, Philemon, because I keep hearing about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people. Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. He's always giving compliments. You know, he's always encouraging, and I love that. I'm like listening to this, and I'm thinking, I wish I could be that uplifting and encouraging. Uh, so now he's appealing for Onesimus. I'm writing, I'm boldly asking a favor of you. I could demand it in the name of Christ because it, it is the right thing for you to do, but... Because of our love, I prefer simply to ask you, consider this as a request for me, uh, Paul, an old man and now a prisoner for the sake of Christ Jesus. I appeal to you to show kindness to Onesimus, his child, because he became his father in Christ. His, I'm sorry. I became his father in the faith while here in prison. Onesimus hasn't been much use to you in the past, but now he is very useful to both of us. If you go down over here to the insight on the other side of the page, if you're reading through the same Bible, Onesimus means useful. Um, he says, which explains Paul's play on the words in verse 11, a person who is formerly not of much use to Philemon's law is now useful to both Philemon and Paul. So uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting that he made that little note over there. Uh, and then I jumped down to 16. I didn't want to do anything without your consent. I wanted you to help because you were willing, not because you were forced. I go back to Jesus never forced himself on anybody. You know, that whole uh, parable of how he stands outside the door, he'll knock on it, but he won't force himself in. He will wait for you to open the door up. And I think that's what Paul's doing right here. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm getting out of it. Uh, Onesimus is no longer like a slave to you. 
He's not working for you. He's now a brother in Christ, working together alongside. Uh, for he is a beloved brother, especially to me. Now he will mean more to you, uh, both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. Uh, welcome him as you would welcome me. And then I, I think that he's, uh, I think this is in capital letters, bold, or however it was in the original manuscript, I don't know. Um, but I think Paul is saying, you know, in his way that he's very serious that if he owes money, I pay, charge it to me, I'll pay for it. You know, he wants him to understand that this is for real uh, and it's very important. But I thought it was kind of funny. He says, but I won't mention that you owe me your very soul. You know, <laughs> it's because of me or through Jesus, you know, that I that you have your soul and you're going to heaven. So he's kind of like kind of reminding him, uh, you know, do unto others. And then I'm confident as I write this letter that you will do what I ask and even more. And then I thought this is cool. He's very, uh, in, uh, like he's kind of, what does he say? In anticipation, he's like looking forward to and he's, thinking, I'm going to get out of prison and I'm going to go visit. So he says, you know, prepare a guest room for me, for I'm hoping that God will answer your prayers and let me return to you soon. All right. So that's uh, all of Philemon, one chapter. That's it. Uh, then we move into Hebrews. And Hebrews, on the very first page, it says it is an anonymous. Uh, we don't know who wrote it. Um, if you go down to vital statistics, I don't know what that means, but un author is uncertain. Some have suggested Paul, Barnabas, Apollos, Priscilla, Luke. I don't know who Priscilla is. Um, it is before the destruction of the temple in 70 AD. And its purpose is to show that Christianity is superior to Judaism because we have salvation through Christ. It's not through good works. You don't have to do the law anymore. All right, so this is episode 41.5, and uh, we will start out in Hebrews. Jesus Christ is God's son. Uh, and this is establishing, I think, God, uh, Jesus, uh, Jesus's position, you know, and God, you know, God puts him above everybody else. Uh, long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets and now in these final days he has spoken to us through his son god promised everything to the son as an inheritance and through the son he created the universe the son radiates god's own glory and expresses the very character of god and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command when he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. The Son is greater than the angels. For God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus. You are my son. Today I have become your father. God also said, I will be his father and he will be my son. And when he brought his supreme son into the world, God said, let all the angels, let all of God's angels worship him. Regarding the angels, he says, in, he sends his angels like the winds, his servants like flames of fire. But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with a scepter of justice. You love justice 
and hate evil. Therefore, O God, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. He also says to the Son, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing. But you are always the same. You will live forever. And God never said to any of the angels, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your en enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. He told that to Jesus, right? Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. All right. I highlighted quite a few things. I went down into the notes at the bottom and put the Bible verses next to each one of those, so you might want to do that. Uh, I guess I can tell you. Uh, so long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets, which he did, right? Uh, the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God, and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. He radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. Isn't that true, right? Uh, this shows that the sun is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. And then down into the next part of it, the sun is greater than the angels. For God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus. You are my son. Today I have become your father. That was Psalm 2-7. God also said, I will be his father and he will be my son. Samuel 7-14. And when he brought his supreme son into the world, God said, oh, and it says supreme means firstborn. Let all of God's angels worship him. Deuteronomy 32, 43. He sends his angels like the winds. He's, uh, his servants like flames of fire. That was Psalm 104, 4. And to the son, he says, you, your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You, you rule with a scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, O God, your God has appointed, anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than anyone else. He's putting Jesus like way at the top of everything. That was Psalm 45, 6 through 7. And then the next section was Psalm 102, 25 through 27. In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. That means Jesus was right there alongside with God, seeing all this happening. They will perish they will perish but you remain forever they will wear out like old clothing you will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing but you are always the same and you will live forever you know that kind of that line there you will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing i think that's kind of cool because uh when jesus rose from the dead when he rose up he took that uh, cloth and he folded it up and left it like like you do after a meal you fold up your napkin and you leave it because you're finished and he was done he was done with death he was done with the grave and he was getting up from the table and walking away and i think to me that that that's that that reminds me of that what i from that moment okay <clears throat> and then and then God never said any of this to any of the angels. Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies and make them a footstool under your feet. He said that to Jesus. And that was Psalm 
therefore angels are only servants uh, and they're sent to care for people who inherit salvation so uh, that was episode 41.5 I am going to go ahead and do 42.1 even though I normally do that with Jeremiah uh, but I don't know how he's feeling so uh, and I don't know what my schedule is going to be for Friday so I'm going to uh, lap I'm going to wrap up Friday today and uh, and you know what I'll say the sinner's prayer again at the end of this uh, just because I, you know what actually all right no I'm going to stop I'm going to stop right now I'm sorry I'm like all over the place here uh, I'm going to stop for right now and uh, take a break because I didn't read through chapter two yet and I kind of like to do that and so um, I, I'll do it tomorrow uh, and unless Jeremiah's feeling better, and then I'll wait for Friday. But uh, I don't know what the week is going to hold for me. And like I said, I just wanted to be faithful to those out there listening so that you can continue listening. So uh, we're at 20 minutes, a little bit over. And uh, so we got, we got five chapters done, and you'll be able to keep up. So I'm blessed, always blessed. I'm grateful. I'm thankful that I get to do this, and I'm thankful for... Our faithful listeners, watchers, uh, who are able to join us in this wonderful journey through uh, God's Word. So, uh, again, blessed to be a servant, you know, and thankful. And I, I hope I, uh, I hope I'm doing it to God's glory. That's all I can do. So, God bless you today, whatever time it is that you're listening, morning, noon, night. I don't know when that is, but uh, I hope you have a great one, and I will see you next time. So, see you then.